God's word is a lamp unto our feet. When the lamp of light is rejected, we walk in darkness and know not at what we stumble. Choose light and live a beautiful life of vision, direction, purpose, and eternal reward. Click on the Further with Jesus on this website. Now for today's subject. God said in Genesis chapter 7, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him, into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Of clean beasts, and of beasts that are not clean, and of fowls, and of everything that creepeth upon the earth, there went in two and two, unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, the same day were all of fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah, and Shem, and Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, and all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark, and the waters prevailed upon the earth an hundred and fifty days. Man said that the idea of Noah's ark is simply an ancient fable. Pseudo-science snuffs with contempt. Now the record. Noah's Ark answers a multitude of big, big questions plaguing man. If you are off here, then your premise of all things valuable will be badly skewed or totally inert. The computer between your ears will compute 2 plus 2 as equaling 5. No matter how articulate and sophisticated your presentation, your calculations will always be wrong. On this website, you'll find many references to the worldwide flood that happened in the days of Noah, approximately 4,346 years ago. 
The first feature on www.godsaidmansaid.com devoted entirely to the global flood is titled Noah's Ark Fact or Fiction. This web subject shows that one, Noah's Ark has been cited 186 times in the past 117 years. Two, that its size was more than ample to hold representatives of all oxygen-breathing creatures. Three, that nearly all dinosaur bones are found in sandstone or permafrost, which means they were buried by water action. Four, that fossils are found buried in sediment laid down by water action. Five, that numerous ancient civilizations testify of the flood. And six, that when 25,000 carbon-14 testings are graphed, a great peak of death happens approximately 4,000 years ago, and the information goes on. Click on to that message for a refresher. It is pivotal to an accurate understanding of why things are the way they are. The information concerning Noah's Ark and the worldwide flood continues to pour in. God and his record are continually vindicated, and the 2 plus 2 equals 5 crowd is consistently debunked. God speaks in Psalms, chapter 85, verse 11, Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Prior to Noah's flood, a water canopy encompassed the earth and rested above the sky. Ancient people called it a celestial ocean. This water canopy, besides blocking deadly UV rays, created a perfect tropical climate worldwide. This water canopy operated as the glass of a greenhouse. See dinosaurs on this website. Also, before the flood of Noah, we have no record of clouds or rain as recorded in Genesis chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. Therefore, every day before the flood, there was a tropical climate and a beautiful cloudless postcard sky. Author J.C. Whitcomb, referring to National Geographic in his book The World That Perished, writes, The frozen and forbidding shoreline of the South Polar Continent challenges our imagination as to its former condition. The fact that it was once warm and humid and had abundant vegetation is shown by widespread discoveries of coal and petrified wood. Science writer H. Pringle writes in Discover magazine in August 2001, attempting to explain how new discoveries involving much of the Earth's landmass was once underwater, course we know all the land was beneath water and that the whole earth was at one time much warmer reports the following the middle cretaceous was a time of intense global warming throughout the world fiery volcanoes thundered lofting immense plumes of ash and gas into the air as a result of this and other complex global atmospheric changes levels of greenhouse gases soared Present-day geochemical studies suggest atmospheric carbon dioxide alone rocketed to levels three times higher than those found today. Inevitably, this thick mantle trapped heat. As Earth warmed, sea levels rose by as much as a thousand feet. Does the whole world being tropical before the flood still sound bizarre? Whitcomb quoted earlier continues. Dr. Jack A. Wolf, in a U.S. Geological Survey report, told that Alaska once teemed with tropical plants. He found evidence of mangroves, palm trees, Burmese lacquer trees, and groups of trees that now produce nutmeg and macassar oil.
In another report, after a careful analysis of the stomach contents of the Beresovka mammoth discovered by Russian scientists in 1901, Dillo concludes, The mammoth must have been overwhelmed suddenly with a rapid deep freeze and instant death. The sudden death is proved by the unchewed bean pods still containing the beans that were found between its teeth, and the deep freeze is suggested by the well-preserved state of the stomach contents and the presence of edible meat. The animal was peacefully grazing in late July, and suddenly, within a half hour of ingestion of this last lunch, he was overcome by temperatures colder than 150 degrees below zero and froze to death in the middle of the summer. Furthermore, he never completely thawed until he fell out of a river bank in 1901. ICR research concerning nautiloid sites near Las Vegas, Nevada, and concerning a moment in time when a horrendous catastrophe struck the earth, had the following information. The inventory of nautiloid sites in and around Grand Canyon is now up to 15 and speaks of an unusual geological event that apparently caused the quick death of billions of animals. This event was certainly a catastrophic happening that somehow has eluded uniformitarian geologists up to this time. Nautiloids, by the way, are, are tropical cephalopods. The headline in U.S. News & World Report, September 25, 2000, read, An enduring mystery. Evidence points to a flood of biblical proportions. A large portion of this article by M. Satchel follows. The search for Noah's Ark and for evidence of the great biblical flood has long consumed scientists, explorers, religious scholars, even government spooks. In 1949, a U.S. spy plane flew over mountains in northern Turkey and photographed what appeared to be the outline of an ancient vessel on the side of a glacier. The site was Mount Ararat, named in Genesis as the place where the Ark came to rest. The Central Intelligence Agency, reluctant to get involved in any religious polemic, continued to photograph the anomaly, but kept it under wraps for 40 years. In the 1980s, various expeditions to Ararat, including several led by Apollo 15 astronaut and moon explorer James Irwin, thought they had found bits of physical evidence, but nothing could be proved. The Ark remains an enduring legend, and until a stunning discovery announced last week, so did the flood. Archaeologists, led by oceanographer Robert Ballard, who found the Titanic, have been searching the Black Sea off the Turkish coast for evidence of an apocalyptic natural event that could have inspired the Genesis account of the Great Flood. Last week, the expedition found a large wooden building 12 miles offshore, at a depth of more than 300 feet. That reinforced their discovery last November of what was almost certainly an ancient coastline some 550 feet below the present sea level. Coupled with last week's revelation, the findings all but conclusively confirmed the theory that melting glaciers some 7,500 years ago raised the levels of oceans and sent the Mediterranean Sea pouring through a natural dam across the Bosporus Strait inundating a huge freshwater lake and creating the Black Sea. Let me insert here that it was 4,300-some years ago and not 7,500. Also, it was the worldwide flood and not a melting glacier. The article continues. Ballard said last week that the discovery of the man-made undersea structure was beyond our wildest imagination. 
Many in the religious community share his excitement, and the news may reaffirm the belief of fundamentalists in the literal interpretation of events recorded in the Bible. What do you know about that? Science writer H. Pringle, quoted earlier, makes this telling statement concerning fossil research at Zuni Basin, New Mexico. The first bone bed the team dug up was full of dinosaur parts, a crushed jumble of carcasses that had been swept up by a raging torrent 90 million years ago, then snagged in a downstream log jam. Note, the 90 million year statement above is simply a product of a 2 plus 2 equals 5 mindset. See 6,000 year old earth and dinosaurs on this website. The mother of all extinctions was a headline in Discover magazine in October 2001. According to science writer Kay Wright, during an event dubbed the Permian Extinction, 90% of all life on the planet was wiped out, which pseudoscientists erroneously predict to have happened 250 million years ago. The following excerpt from Wright's article tells of a sudden death, but also shows how much confidence one should have in their dating estimates. It reads, Until recently, geologists and paleontologists thought the Permian extinction itself occurred over millions of years, the result of gradual changes in climate and sea level that are common in Earth's history. But new studies have unearthed increased evidence of sudden death. In 1997, analysis of radioactive decay in Permian sediments showed that the extinction may have taken place over a period of less than a half a million years. Subsequent studies of other sediment uh, features reduced that figure to 10,000 years or less, and according to an exhaustive fossil census, Irwin and his colleagues conducted last year, the Permian extinction may have gone down virtually overnight. Associated Press news writer P. Rector records in a September 2001 article of a huge dinosaur egg find at an Argentinian excavation site named Aca Muevo. Of course, they were buried and fossilized in sediment caused by a flood. Do you remember the Iceman called Otzi? In 1991, he was found frozen in an alpine glacier. Originally, it was assumed Otzi was about 5,300 years old. Researchers inferred that Otzi had been hiking through this mountainous area, was caught in a snowstorm and froze to death. But new evidence says not so. This following excerpt was found in a 2001 issue of Discover magazine. Klaus Ogel, a paleontologist at Austria's University of Innsbruck, discovered that food extracted from Otzi's colon included intact pollen grains from the hop hornbeam tree, which flowers in the spring and lives only at low altitudes. Since pollen degrades quickly in air, Otzi must have died in the spring or early summer. In addition, analysis of his skin indicates that the Iceman's body lay in a pool of water for several weeks before it was frozen. The new evidence is forcing researchers to reopen the case of how Otzi's corpse ended up in the mountains. Some have even speculated that he was dragged up for some sort of Neolithic sacrificial ritual, but Ago won't go that far. All we can tell is that 12 hours before he died, he was in the valley bottom where Hop Hornbeam grows. He came up to the place of his death within one day. The answer to the mystery of Otzi is found in two words, Noah's flood. The destruction of life by a worldwide flood is verified in fossil beds around the world, 
and the four to five million mammoths in the North Polar region buried in ice. When two plus two equals five, man's calculations will always be wrong, no matter how articulate and sophisticated his presentation. God said that he destroyed the earth with a worldwide flood in the days of Noah approximately 4,346 years ago. Man said that the idea of Noah's ark is simply an ancient fable. Pseudo-science snuffs with contempt. Now you have the record.